Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Time now for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. And that was quick, eh? Sure was. I know. I thought that too. I was like, look at this. One day of indignation and all of a sudden things are changing. Yeah. So um, it came out Monday that uh, the company, the Crown Corporation that manages BC's public sector pensions, the BC Investment Management Corporation, had, based on its own reports, more than $400 million in assets in Russia. And I think a lot of public servants reacted with shock. All the politicians in the legislature did. Uh, the premier said he wouldn't have done this. Uh, the opposition said uh, you should get rid of them. The Greens agreed. And uh, But the initial statement, you may know this from the Pension Management Corporation, mm-hmm. was, uh, hey, it's not very much. And it wasn't. It's a share of $200 billion in investments. And that was pretty much it. Uh, well, and as you say, Simi, we got the indignation. And at 5.30 yesterday afternoon, we got a, a revised statement from the Pension Management Corporation, BCI, if you want their initials. It's very rare. They almost never say anything about anything. In fact, in the release, they said, we never comment on this kind of stuff. Exactly. But uh, given what's going on with Ukraine and given that these investments do not match our values or indeed their own ethical investing statement, uh, we're getting rid of them. And it's a pretty interesting statement, actually, from the uh, the CEO, Gordon Fife, um, partly because he revealed for the first time that uh, they actually, and I remember you said this to me yesterday, Sammy, you said, if they're in charge, they should have been getting rid of these investments already. Well, yeah. Turns out they were. Good. They, they make started, enough money. <laughs> they, they are in charge of deciding whether the investments promise a good return, and they're paid a lot of money to have problems coming on the radar screen and to recognize when investments are going to be worth a hell of a lot less. And apparently they did all that. They started dumping uh, well before the invasion. They got it down to $107 million in investments as of this week. So it was $450 million last year. They're probably stuck with those, but at least they were doing their job. Um, if they'd told us all that on Monday, the coverage on this would have been quite different. Yeah. This is what I don't understand. Is and, and I'm glad to hear that they were doing this proactively before the invasion even started, because you would expect people in those positions to, yes, see that kind of thing coming. But would it have killed them to say something? Yeah. Well, I think it's a corporate culture issue with this agency. And they, uh, you know... They don't get covered very often. That's true. And if you ask them a question, uh, you know, it might take a while, but you get an answer. But in general, even though they have, uh, you know, very well-paid investment advisors and communications arm and all that stuff, um, they're just not in the practice of letting anybody know what they're doing. Now, there's probably, you know, investor reasons for secrecy on that because you don't necessarily want everybody to know where you're going when you're... I mean, this this agency gets very good returns. Um, remember last week's budget, ICBC reported 
uh, a record profit, $2 billion. And when the head of ICBC was asked where did that come from, he said, well, first of all, we had a $1 billion windfall on our investment income. For the first time, ICBC moved its cash reserves to BCIMC, this agency that manages the public sector pensions. And he said, we got a windfall. They know what the hell they're doing. So this is an agency that does a pretty good job investing. Um, as I say, I, I would say the only thing around here that I'm sure the government is a little frustrated by is they could have saved the premier and the finance minister a lot of trouble by at least putting on the radar screen where they were headed um, so they didn't have to be dragged out into the public on this and say, well, we were already dealing with that. Well, good on you for already dealing with it. Hey, they're doing something else to me that I think is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. the, the CEO said... Uh, the investment, the Pension Investment Management Corporation, it's a big entity, right? $200 billion in investments and a good reputation. They said they are working to get the Russians kicked out of all the market indices in the world. So they're working with you know, other agencies. Uh, they want them out of the global market indice. They want them out of the emerging markets indice. Well, that, that will affect the long-term investments in Russian assets as well because they won't even be listed in legitimate indexes. So, as I say, this is an agency that seems to be doing its job except on the communications front. Yeah, that one little thing, that one little yet so important thing. Um, okay, let's also talk about uh, the COVID update because, you know, I feel like it has fallen off a lot of people's radar, Vaughn, but we did get our weekly briefing yesterday. Got our weekly briefing yesterday, and, you know, most of the numbers and indices are down, uh, certainly below uh, the worst days of, uh, of Omicron and the worst days of Delta. And, and that's all very encouraging, and there are a few other issues on the horizon. A uh, couple of things that jumped out at me. I mean, the first one is we can follow what's going on everywhere else, and we know that other places are already lifting most of their restrictions. They've already done it in some places. They're getting ready to do it everywhere else, and we're not. Uh, Dr. Henry sticks by uh, the next review will be spring break, so it's only two weeks away, so yes, uh, we'll be doing it then. Uh, but she was asked, does, does this make BC an outlier? And <laughs> people can go to the transcript if they want or to what she said. It was a classic Dr. Henry moment. She, she rarely acknowledges that she's changed direction right. or that we're an outlier. But, I mean, we are an outlier on this. And, and, you know, you can say we've done pretty well being an outlier. Certainly Health Minister Adrian Dix jumped in and said, well, you know, yeah, we have done it differently here. And we've had better results. You know, we kept the schools open. We tried not to have too many lockdowns in the economy. Uh, we've got a very high per capita vaccination rate. Uh, and all that's true. So, yeah, there are some numbers where we lag. Uh, deaths in long-term care, for sure. Uh, we've had some things that didn't go well. But in any event, Dix's defense is, yeah, he doesn't quite say we are an outlier, but we've had better results. So I think that's what he's saying. Okay, and also, what about the rapid test situation? Yeah, so rapid tests, uh, I, of course, being an old guy, have already got my rapid tests because I'm 70 years old, so I can go and get them right now, and I did. Um, Dr. Henry was asked about that yesterday, or and Dix was, and they, what they said was uh, it's still 70-year-olds and older only, uh, quote, for the next few days. So if you're in my demographic, go and get them at the pharmacy because what she also said was, 
everybody else can go and claim their rapid tests fairly soon. They haven't announced exactly when yet, but those will be available. And remember, the good advice on rapid tests is you may not need them now, but get them and hang on to them because when the flu season returns in the fall, you may well need rapid tests to know whether you have COVID-19 or not. Okay, and also they talked about surgery rescheduling and how that's going. Yeah, this is another one of the good news things. Uh, Yesterday, uh, all of the health regions in the province have begun to now schedule all those surgeries that were postponed during the Omicron wave. So uh, there's a backlog. It has to be cleared out. But Dick said yesterday we're going to get moving on that right now. And the record from the past is when surgeries were put off and canceled, um, they were rescheduled. They did start catching up. And part of the reason they can do that is the number of healthcare workers booking off sick has dropped. The number of COVID-19 patients going into hospital has dropped. Although, here's one stat to keep in mind, 8% of the BC population, which is the unvaxxed, account for almost half of the people in the ICU. So there is still a problem with the unvaxxed. Okay, so that's still going on there. And yet they really slowed down on the number on uptake when it seems like we haven't talked as much about boosters and people getting their shots. Yeah, a good question on that yesterday. There are people, of course, uh, who are already noticing what they're doing in Israel and elsewhere, which is you're getting fourth, you're getting second boosters or fourth shots, whatever you want to call them. Essentially, they're, they're your fourth dose of, of uh, vaccine. Uh, Dr. Henry said we will probably need to do that in British Columbia for at least for uh, seniors, uh, people in long-term care facilities, and the immunocompromised. So she said that's probably coming. No timetable. She said it won't be right away, but she thinks it will be coming. So I guess those people will just have to wait and find out when. I know there are people out there got their their booster last fall, and as you know, those things uh, start to wear out, mm-hmm. especially if you're vulnerable to begin with. So I think there's still a lot of, uh, maybe pressure isn't the right word, but there's still a lot of interest in that. And I hope uh, for those people it happens soon. Thank you very much, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver 